Hi friends, and welcome to Do The Damn Thing. I'm your host, Lauren LaRue. I'm an entrepreneur, a lifestyle coach, and a content creator for my brand, LaRue. And if you're here today, it's because you're ready to elevate your lifestyle, live more intentionally, and achieve your dreams. And you found just the right place to do so. Hello, you beautiful souls. Welcome back to another episode of the Do The Damn Thing podcast. As always, I'm so thrilled to have you here with me today, and I'm really excited for today's episode because I think it's going to be very unique in terms of we're going to be talking about what I think is a theory or a concept and just sort of expanding on that. So I want to talk about time and time being relative to our experience and what time means in our life and how we can take advantage of time and be a co-creator with time rather than looking at it as a sort of deadline or this like impending doom that we have to think of because we put these sort of unspoken timelines on ourselves or the world does or people do or things do and we think that to be successful we have to have this thing by this time and I believe that is totally untrue and I really want to talk about this. So I'd actually like to start by reflecting on last week's podcast. I asked you guys a question in that podcast and I'd really like to just kind of start there and expand on that because I think that that was a really profound question that I asked you and that was, have you been so extraordinarily happy with the choices you've made and the actions you've taken in 2021 that you'd be ready, willing, and able, and even excited to relive the exact same year over? Or do you want your life to grow, expand, and change, leading you closer to your highest self and fulfilling your purpose? The reason I ask you these questions is because I think of time as an expansion of our lives. As we go through time, our lives expand because we achieve things, we change, we grow. Every day, we become more and more closer to becoming the person we're meant to be, fulfilling that purpose. And I think that despite how truly amazing a year could be, or even a day, wouldn't you always want the possibility of the truly unexpected? Wouldn't you always want that to be in your life? The possibility of uncertainty and not knowing what's to come, that excitement, that thrill. Because when you put it into the context of knowing how your life is going to unfold day after day, if you were to repeat a year, doesn't that take away the excitement of the inevitability of achieving something or failing and then achieving something? I really think that despite how amazing a piece of time in our life can be a day, a year, a week, whatever. If we were to choose to relive that, that takes away the excitement of life, the the complete uncertainty, the complete unknowing, and whether or not you're going to fail and achieve, achieve something new, who's going to come into your life, what's going to happen. And I think that when you look at time as an expansion of your life, then a lot of things really change. And to do this, we have to be willing to pass through time, obviously. We have to know that time, like I said, is an expansion of our lives. So to achieve something, to grow, to become a new person, to get to a certain place in our lives, we have to go from point A to point Z, really. You know, you have to take the steps first and those steps take time. And I think this relationship with time or any relationship with time really comes down to 
sort of two thoughts behind it. Either A, you think of time as a scarcity and it's something that is to be feared. Or time is our co-creator. And as we pass through time, our lives, minds, and experiences expand. Meaning we understand that time exists. Our lives are not forever. We're not eternal. To understand that is to move forward. So Abraham Hicks talks about this quantum energy field. And I've read a lot about it in terms of spiritual context and in terms of meditation. And, you know, a lot of people have talked about this. It's this idea that we are in control of time, making it relative to our own human experience. So that doesn't mean that we control time and how fast or slow it goes. But it does mean that we control time in our lives. So we understand that the timeline of our lives isn't dictated by what we've achieved by this moment in our life. It's not to say that I have to be graduated by the time I'm 21 or I'm just a failure. That is being scared of time. That's having a scarcity of time. You have to achieve something by this day or by this age or else you're not a success and you're not fulfilled. So when we're in control of time and this idea of this quantum energy field of time, then, like I said, we make it relative to our own human experience, meaning we control our fate, our destiny, and we're in the driver's seat of our own lives. And that is to say that time becomes your sort of co-creator of your reality. So you choose your reality. And if you have ever studied quantum fields or quantum energy fields, then you understand that it's known that our lives are exposed to several different realities. We have the option to choose the reality we live in. I want to talk about how this blends into an intentional living mindset, time being our co-creator. And that has to do with our mindset around death. And I know that this is not exactly an exciting topic, so I'm not going to take up too much of the podcast talking about this, but I do want to insert it in here. I think there are really three ways to think of death. And I've been in all three positions in my life. So I want to make that clear that whichever one you're in, It's not right or wrong. It's just where you're at and where your mindset is at with death. And that'll change as you grow and as you mature and as you age, as it has with me. So I think there are three ways to think of death. Either A, you fear death and you're in fear of it coming to you. B, you think death won't happen to you because you've never really experienced it in your life. You've never lost someone really truly close to you. And it's just not a emotion or happening that's existed or will exist in your life because you're sort of naive to the concept of death. Or last option C, you know and understand death is one of the only absolutes in this world and we will all die one day. Each of these understandings around death, I think, is what shapes our mindset around time. It shapes our relationship with time and going back to option A or B with time, whatever you think about death is what you think about time. So like I said earlier, if you fear death or you think death won't happen to you, I think you believe there is a scarcity of time and that's to be feared. That thought of I have limited time is to be feared. Or if you have a relationship with death and understand that it will happen to you, then you understand that time becomes your co-creator. It's something to expand in. It's something to embrace because you understand that having limited time on this earth is a gift. You know, I think about, this is a funny example. I think about watching the Vampire Diaries and I feel like you can't help but think, okay, what if I was not a vampire, but what if I was immortal? I think that's a really interesting thought because for me personally, 
I think of that and the notion of I have all the time in the world, literally, like it's not that you have no relationship with death. You just understand I'm never going to die. I think that would truly hurt me thinking I have tomorrow. I can do it tomorrow. I can do it tomorrow. Constantly overpowering the idea of time, I think could be incredibly dangerous. And that's why the human experience is limited. We have a certain amount of time on this earth. Some people have very little. Some people can live up to a hundred. It's all about destiny. So I think to stick with one, obviously, because we're talking about intentional living, I definitely want to go with the last, meaning that you understand death is one of the only absolutes in this life and that at some point we will all die. We understand that death is a part of life. It's natural. It's occurring every day. Therefore, like I said, we understand that time becomes a gift and it's something to be embraced. And we know that because our time is limited, we should take advantage of opportunities today. So I want you to think about your relationship with time. Before you move on, I want you to maybe close your eyes as long as you're not driving or walking on the treadmill. Close your eyes. And I want you to take a personal moment to reflect on what you believe about time. Is it relative to your experience? Or do you believe, and this might not be a conscious thought, you may have never thought about this before, but I'm asking you to actively and consciously think about this. Or do you believe, have you known time to be a self-imposed deadlines and it's a deadline that you're constantly trying to meet? Whatever it is, I want you to think about this, pause me if you need to, journal about it, and think about why maybe you have this mindset, whether it's A or B, and how you think your mindset around time impacts your life. I think this is very important to think about, and I'll say, in the spirit of always being honest with you guys, I'll say that when I was younger, and I think this is a popular opinion for people who are younger because... We often feel death doesn't match our lives. That that was certainly my mindset around time and around death. You know, I had experienced death. I lost a best friend when I was eight years old. So I was exposed to death very young. However, my concept of time and my mindset around time was that I have all this time in the world. And it was very, looking back at it now, it's very caging. We think it's empowering in the moment. We think, oh, I'm just, I can do everything tomorrow. You know, I can, I have all this time in the world, but that's, it's just not true. We could die any day. And as shitty as that thought is to think, and is horrible and slightly terrifying to think that and to know that and to not necessarily embrace it, but acknowledge that at some point it is imminent is I think the message around a lot of the human experience is to embrace the time that we have, despite the fact that we don't know how much it is. So that's where I bring in this concept of time being relative to the human experience. And this thought was first coined by Albert Einstein, I believe. It's in the blog. I'm pretty sure it's Albert Einstein. I'm positive, in fact. Yes, it is. It's Albert Einstein. Anyways, so what does this mean? Time being relative to your experience, every human experience, time is shaped differently in every person's life. Each individual person on this earth has their own understanding of how time passes, how either quickly or slowly it moves in their life, lending to one really roundabout understanding. Time becomes relative or defined by our feelings or notions of fulfillment. How beautiful of a thought is that? 
that time is not a constrictive deadline. It's not something you need to meet and then pick a new thing that you need to meet at this deadline and then keep living by these deadlines. Time becomes relative to your notion, feeling, and wonderment around being fulfilled. Whatever that looks like to you. I think that is a truly beautiful mindset to have around time. And I believe that time only passes quickly and becomes feared when we're not feeling fulfilled in our lives. When all of a sudden we feel all of these bad things are happening to us. I'm not doing anything with my life. I'm not achieving the things I want. I'm not fulfilled. Therefore, time is passing so fast. We have a tendency to confine ourselves in these unwritten timelines that we believe need to be met because someone or something outside of ourselves tells us if you meet this timeline or follow this path, you will be slash feel fulfilled. What is that to say? Why can't we drop the concept of time completely out of that equation and say, I feel fulfilled as I take this journey. And once I reach that achievement, that success that I'm working towards, I'll feel even more fulfilled. Why does the fulfillment only have to come when the so-called success arrives? So as I've talked about in my success podcast, Success is a constant journey. It's a constant evolving that we take. You don't become successful just because you hit a milestone income or you bought a house or you had a kid. What about the journey that it took to get there? That's successful. I think that constructing our mindset, and let me also be very clear again, this is an ongoing journey for me. I am constantly constantly at odds with myself about this and I always have to remind myself which is why these podcasts are so helpful because I go back and listen to them I'm like okay this version of Lauren was obviously smarter than the version of myself I am now because time success are a continuum we are always achieving new things we are always becoming more and more successful and always passing through time as a co-creator to reach our destiny to reach our fullest potential And if you are constantly filling your cup and feeling fulfilled, time doesn't become this scary, terrifying concept. It becomes a friend. It's not a blueprint for your success. It's not, I have to do this to be successful and to feel fulfilled. And then I have to do that and then that and then that and then that. That's not how it works. Because to live that way in fear of not meeting these self-imposed deadlines is to put yourself in such a small, tight, confining cage and you are belittling the success you achieve daily. That's truly the bottom line. So I wanna go back to this concept of feeling fulfilled. I think that we all have a tendency to dream really big. So many people do. And let me also, again, be clear. I have extraordinarily big dreams for myself. But I want to ask you how often, and I'm asking myself this as well, How often are we asking ourselves, do I feel fulfilled? Not what dreams do I have that are coming, you know, a year, two years, 10 years down the line. How do I feel fulfilled right now in this very moment at this very second? How am I feeling fulfilled or how can I create fulfillment because I'm not feeling it right at this moment? So, you know, for me, that's recording this podcast. I always feel fulfilled when I record a podcast and I talk about a subject that's important to me or that I'm exploring in my life or that I know that I feel called my intuition is raising its voice because I feel like someone anyone even a single person needs to hear this message 
So I think that a lot of the time we don't have the courage to ask ourselves, how can I feel fulfilled? How can I fill my cup right in this very moment? Because we're always looking forward in time. We're always looking to that big dream and thinking, how can I reach that? But if that journey to get to that big dream isn't fulfilling you, what what are we doing? What's the point? Because that success that you reach, what if it's happiness and fulfillment for just one day and the journey to get there was four years? What... <laughs> what does that do to your idea of fulfillment, your idea of time, your idea of success? I think that notion is incredibly confining to defining how success plays a role in our lives. So like I was saying, we have this, we have all this courage to ask ourselves what our big dreams are. What, what do you want your future to look like? That's easy because your future is not necessarily dictated by the actions you're taking right at this very second, but it's about the actions you will take, you know, tomorrow, the next day, etc. And it's easy to think about the results and not the steps to get there. The steps to get there have to be what's going to fulfill you. What is going to fill your cup? And then I think a lot of the time we look at what could potentially fill our cup right this second, right now, today, tomorrow, over the next week. A lot of it seems like a lot of work or something we don't have time for. And we're just like, eh, you know, I, I'm, I'm good as I am. Are you? Are you really? Are you good as you are right this second? Would you be willing to live this year over again? I'm going to keep asking because the answer to that question no matter how amazing a year was, should always be no. Because we should always want to continue to evolve and change and expand and grow. So going back to this unspoken timeline, I want to talk about that. What if we collectively <laughs> decided to take that timeline and toss it out the freaking window? What if we were no longer obligated to or attached to these timelines? These are timelines that maybe your parents put on you, maybe teachers, maybe mentors, maybe society thinking, you know, I've talked about this timeline before, but this like, I think it was in the 20s podcast. This timeline of graduate high school, go to college, graduate by 21, then, you know, get a job, get married, have kids, etc. That's the timeline that is very, I think, typical to American society. So I want to ask you guys, in the, these timelines, they tend to constrain us or box us into one of two thoughts. And this is what I said before. We either A, have so much time in the world that we don't need to take action now, or B, we don't have enough time and that scares us into taking no action because it takes us so far beyond our comfort zone to chase our dreams. Those are, I think, the options, the mindset behind living with time as this timeline, as these deadlines you need to meet. But when we let go of these timelines, it doesn't just shift our mindset around time, but it shifts our mindset around taking action. We grasp onto this beautiful expansion of the mind to understand that this so-called air quotes here, right time or right circumstances will never truly exist. We simply have to leap. That idea, that notion 
that there is a right time is ridiculous. There will never be a right time in our lives for anything because life is unpredictable, life is uncertain, and we have no idea what's going to happen to us tomorrow. There is always going to be something in our way or circumstances that may be holding us back. We're always going to be too busy and more often than not, it's always going to feel like it's, air quotes, not the right time. Telling ourselves we're waiting for the right time is simply a justification or a cop-out way of saying we're too scared and we're not ready to leap. But what if the right time is now? And because we're waiting to feel prepared, we miss out on an opportunity that could change our lives. This is a scary thought. This is a deep thought, but... Those are, the, those are the options. There's no alternative. There's no, okay, I'll wait a year and then leap. And as I say this to you guys, this is very vulnerable for me to say, but as I say this, I am making plans to move back to New York in January. I am taking such a huge personal financial leap. I am taking a leap, a humongous leap of faith. Do I feel prepared? Do I feel like this is the absolute right next step for me, 100 billion percent. Does that mean it's not scary? Absolutely not. But for me, the option of staying in Florida, although I absolutely love spending time with my parents and my best friend and the beautiful home my mom has, all of these wonderful things that are here, Florida will always feel confining to me. That is my box. So I invite you to discover your box, discover what your confinement comfort zone is and ask yourself, how can you leap? How can you leap right now? It doesn't have to be a ginormous move or get a new job or et cetera. It doesn't have to be huge, but how can you leap? How can you feel fulfilled? For me, that is moving back to New York right now. I am embracing the time I have here because I will likely never get this time again with my parents and I'm embracing the upcoming holidays and the beautiful weather we're having and it's been wonderful. But am I ready for the next step? More than you know. More than you know. So I want to reiterate this beautiful vision we're creating about time with this wonderful metaphor that I recently heard that says water will always be cold. The leap will always feel too big. And our conscious and practical mind will always tell us we're not quite ready yet. But we get to ask ourselves the favorite EFT question. What bad thing happens if you simply leap? What bad thing is going to happen to me if I take the leap of faith in New York? And this is where the ideas of success versus failure come in. People, me, I, we, all of us, so often, especially when it comes to ourselves, have a tendency to look at success and failure as one being white and one being black. It's a very black and white scenario, but what if we created a beautiful amount of gray space? We think that we only have these two options. You try and succeed, potentially reaching everything you've ever dreamed of, or B, you try and fail. And I've talked about failure a ton on the podcast, on the blog, on the podcast. There's two episodes, Conquering the Fear of Failure, part one and part two. But I want to share another beautiful metaphor that I recently heard from my EFT practitioner, Valerie. I want you to imagine a tiny little toddler. I don't know when kids actually start walking. I think it's around like one, maybe. I don't know. I have no children. But I want you to think of a little toddler and... They're at that brink of walking. They've been crawling. They're doing great. And now, you know how I think I've seen this in movies and like 
people that are parents in my life tell me this. My cousins who all have little children, little chitlins. But you know how when a kid is like telling you they're gonna start walking, it's how they come up to things around their height and they like pull themselves up. And then that says, okay, I'm getting ready to walk. You know, I'm gearing myself up. I'm making my little butt and my little legs strong so I can walk across the room. If you were to look at a little child and saw them pull themselves up and fall down, and then they pulled themselves up and they fell down, and then they pulled themselves up and they fell down, would you tell that little kid, would you consider that little baby as failing? Absolutely not, right? That little kid is not failing. They're just gearing up. They're trying and trying and trying. And this also has to do with the fact that a toddler doesn't have any of this pre-programming around failure, that we cannot continue to try that if we simply try once and fail we are failures they have no idea what that means no they they know instinctually and evolutionarily if that's a word I think that's a word that they have to keep trying so they can move forward quite literally and figuratively they have to be able to walk to move forward in their lives and they have to be able to walk to literally move from point a to point b you're not going to tell a little kid that they're failing. Why is it wrong to fail and try again then 25 years later when you're an adult? It's not. It doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be this black and white picture. It's a gray space. It's a gray Picasso painting. We do not have to take success out of the equation just because we failed once. When you release and let go of that past programming, programming we have all grown up with and learned, you hold the power to construct your own concept and understanding of time. And it becomes this beautiful woven relationship of how time is relative to your experience. You would never look back and think, I failed eight times before I reached success and all of that failure means nothing. It wasn't success in itself because you wouldn't have reached that inevitable success had you not failed those eight times. I know we've all heard the light bulb. Y'all, I really do not know my history. Thomas Edison, not Benjamin Franklin. But okay, I know this from National Treasure. It took him over a hundred tries to invent the light bulb successfully. And if he hadn't failed and then continued to try would we have electricity right now? I probably because someone else might have invented it, but he wouldn't have. His name wouldn't have been associated with that. Clearly, I don't have a successful memory when it comes to history. So, you know, that doesn't mean entirely too much to me, but to historians, it does. We all know we've heard these metaphors time and time again. So why don't we believe them? Why don't we buy into them the same way we buy into failure? It doesn't have to be this defining word in your life. It's simply the process to success. It's simply the timeline to success. So a lot was talked about in this podcast, time being relative to our experience. You know, I even brought in, (laughs) apparently I know what the quantum energy field is, but I can't remember who invented the light bulb. So (laughs) we have a lot to unpack here. You guys, I, I really hope you're walking away with a lot to think about. And I want to encourage you to really ruminate on this podcast and really think about what this means to you because this is very, very important. It's very important to understand and know and have that relationship with time, whatever that looks like for you. It's not going to look exactly the same as it does to me as it will for you. 
But to know how time exists conceptually in your life is very, very important. And like I said, as far, in terms of death, you don't have to get to a place, I don't think, to be successful and to have this great relationship with time. I don't think you necessarily have to get to a place where you believe that death is happening tomorrow. Like, okay, it could happen tomorrow, so I need to do everything today. I don't think that's necessarily a healthy way of looking at time, but I don't know. That's not. It's just not how I view it. However, I am very much in the mindset of I do know that death is coming. It's imminent, whether it's 70 years from now or <laughs> two days from now, it, it's going to happen. And it's going to happen to the people I love and it's going to happen to everyone else in the world. So if I'm just okay with that, it's not something I have to acknowledge every day, but if I'm just simply okay with that and I embrace time in the concept of it being relative to my experience, time is not relative to my success nor my failure, but the experience of life, isn't that so much more fulfilling and beautiful? That's what I want to leave you guys on. I really hope you took a lot away from this episode. I think that, like I said, this is a very important conversation to have with yourself and even potentially with your loved ones. But when you work on this relationship, and also let me reiterate to you that this is an ongoing journey for me. And I believe that my relationship with time and with death truly changed, you know, several years ago when my brother died. But it's taken me years to get to this point, to understand and openly speak about this relationship and this concept of time. And I just want you guys to take away what you will with it, resonate with what you will, and let that sink in. And so that's what I've got for you guys today. As always, please share with a friend, share it on Instagram, tag me, comment on it, let me know what you think. And I love you all and I will see all of you beautiful souls next week.